This is exactly right. Welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I like to talk to people that I like about things that make me stay up all night, even though I eat chewable melatonins like they're gumdrops. I get to talk to you, a hilarious comedian named Megan Gailey today. But before we get to that, I was looking through my email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com, and I found a story from Victoria. Victoria writes, So, for context and a backstory, I grew up in a Wiccan-slash-pagan household. Which means, for those who aren't familiar, my family practiced witchcraft. And it wasn't always white magic they practiced. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, what was that? I just turned into the Kool-Aid man's trans sister for a second. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, they didn't always practice white magic. Not my thing, but I love to hear about it. Many years later, I found out that all the paranormal experiences I had in my childhood home was likely due to the magic attracting negative spirits. So at the time this story took place, I was around 12 years old. My parents forbid me from practicing or doing anything spiritual unless it was with them because they said I wasn't mature enough to understand the consequences of magic. But me being me, the stubborn Taurus... I couldn't help but want to get involved. My friends knew my parents practiced witchcraft and spoke to spirits, and they thought it was cool in a spooky way. So I had a few friends sleep over one night, and we decided to sneak into my parents' craft room and borrow their Ouija board. Also, backstory on the board, my parents talked about how the board had a spirit attached to it that was a joker— and would tell them things that weren't true and basically just wanted to cause mischief. (laughs) I love this gossiping Ouija board just starting shit. Okay, so anyways, me and my friends used the board and honestly, nothing happened. No scary ghost told us our death was near. As you can imagine, we were very disappointed. Well, My parents caught us using the board and were very angry and scolded me about how dangerous it was to use the board without them and that the spirit attached to the board wasn't a nice one, etc., etc. My friends were sent home and I was sent to bed. That night, I went to sleep and I was awoken in the middle of the night to this sound. As I came round to consciousness... I realized the sound was what you would expect as a stereotypical ghost. Like the ooh 
sound, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. I thought it was my mom or dad playing a prank on me to teach me a lesson for using the Ouija board. I groaned and I said, Mom, stop. I opened my eyes and looked over to where the noise was coming from, and I saw a dark figure in the shape of a jester. I could even see the tilted hat with a bell on the end. The figure had no features, just a dark shape. The figure was jumping from one foot to the other like a jester would, all the while making this loud woo sound. I instantly began screaming and pulled the blanket over my head. I can't even tell you how long I was under the blanket screaming because I think I died a small death. Ha <laughs> ha! But eventually, my mom came charging through the door. She later said she thought an intruder was in the house with how blood-curdling my scream was. My mom turned the light on and the sound stopped and the figure was gone. I explained to my parents what I saw and they both looked at each other with a concerned look on their face and told me it was a bad dream. The feeling in the room was off, so I know they weren't being honest and I know it wasn't a dream. I was fully awake when I saw the jester. Anyways, years later, once I was older, my parents told me that the reason they looked so concerned that night was the entity attached to the Ouija board was a joker ghost and would manifest itself as a jester. So, I was visited by the ghost that haunted the board, and I never used it again after that. In fact, I never used another Ouija board ever again. Whoa. Victoria Tory, That is interesting. I love that your parents are like, don't touch our Ouija board. That's ours. (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, the ghost does sound like it was having a great time. I'm not going to lie. That's how you do being a ghost. Because I know exactly that that's what I would do. I would, look at me. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Thank you for sending me that. You know what? All last month, I was talking about the TV show I'm on, Living for the Dead, on Hulu. And uh, I, I never even read any stories. I have so much catching up to do on stories. Let me just do one more. This one's from Abigail. Abigail also emailed this to me. Abigail says, After graduating high school, my brothers and I got a group on to explore Greece. It was my first time out of the country. At my age, most of my cousins got to go on a trip with our grandmother, but she passed before we were able to have ours. A few days into the trip, we were in Mykonos, okay, Lindsay Lohan, about to hop on a four-wheeler and drive to a beachside restaurant for dinner, when I suddenly got a startling gut feeling that I still can't describe. I was absolutely convinced it was a sign something terrible would happen on that four-wheeler. Fortunately, I was wrong. As we were escorted to our table, this is at the restaurant now, I noticed a woman in sunglasses just sitting alone in a chair looking towards us. She didn't even have a table in front of her or any food. It looked like she was just sitting in the way of everything. I briefly thought she looked just like my grandmother, but still being unable to shake that gut feeling from earlier, I didn't spend too much time thinking about it. When we got up to leave, we made our way past her, and she was still sitting there doing nothing but observing. 
She was staring up at us from her seat as we walked by. About halfway back to the hotel, all of the pieces of thinking she looked like my grandmother, her watching us, and doing absolutely nothing else came together. Could it have been her ghost? Unable to brush it off the next morning, in true baby-of-the-family fashion, I brought this information to my oldest brother on the trip. When I went to his room and explained everything, he promptly responded, Abby, I'm going to need you to stop messing with me because I had a dream two nights ago that our grandmother was here with us and I got to talk to her about everything that has happened since she died. I saw the woman at the restaurant, but I thought I was going to lose my mind. Now, my back was turned during dinner, so I didn't know this part. I like to think she was guiding us on that trip since we didn't have the chance to go with her somewhere. Or maybe she decided it was her time to step in because we were on four-wheelers and she would not have approved. Either way, I appreciated the visit. Okay, this brings up a thing that I wonder in these scenarios, like... Do you think everyone else could see her or just you guys? Oh, this is the kind of thing that really gets my brain spinning. My wheels spinning? My wheels? I don't know. Just the thought of, okay, if she's like sitting there all alone at a table or whatever in this restaurant, don't you think a server would be like, ma'am, you have to order something? Ma'am, you just, you have to. You have to or you have to leave. I'm sorry, miss. Also, if she's, like, in the way, don't you think that servers are going to be knocking into her? Like, I have so many questions. But either way, I'm obsessed with this story. I love a granny ghost, and I appreciate you sending this to me. So thank you, Abby. Okay, it's time to talk to a comedian that I absolutely adore. She's got a last name that describes the way I like doing things. It's Megan Gailey. On with the show. Oh, my God. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I was just thinking about, I know you have this podcast Mm -hmm. with two of the nicest gentlemen in the business, Chris Garcia and Kurt Braunohler. It's called I Love My Kid, but. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to, time out for name dropping, Patton Oswalt uh, about how one of the biggest reasons I don't want to have a kid is because I don't want to have to deal with their imaginary friends. Oh, yeah. Checking under their bed for monsters. I mean, how do you feel about that kind of a thing? I mean, kids inherently are just kind of creepy. And that may be because they're they're used so often in horror films as, like, the literary device that a ghost or a spirit transfers through. But those, even those like little voices, just like, mommy, what is that? (laughs) Like, it's so scary. We thought our son, my husband is convinced there's a ghost in our house. Really? I do believe someone passed in our house. I haven't had that confirmed. And I know they like legally have to tell you, but I don't think it was the last person because we bought it flipped. So I don't think the flipper died. I think it was before then. And then I think they don't have to disclose it. But rest in peace to whoever they are. Our son is a baby still, but, you know, can walk and do stuff. And he bangs his head on his crib a lot because we just hear this like kind of 
a lot. And we were like, God, he just like, you know, banging his head. What a weird thing. And then my friend was over and she was like, that's not what's going on. And so I like pulled up the camera to be like, no, look, he's banging his head. And he was sound asleep. And that noise was happening. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to... (laughs) That's scare you, but what makes you think that somebody died in your house? Um, we are friends with everyone on the street now, and there's a lot of people who have been on this street for like many generations. Our neighbors across the street bought the house from their grandfather. So there are like third generation cul-de-sac members and they always kind of referenced the people that lived here and and they liked them um but i do believe they were really old okay and i think like white people were sort of notorious for sticking our old in retirement communities or nursing homes (laughs) these were not white people and so i'm like i think that they were in the home until they passed got it you know so i'm piecing all this together kind of based on like what people said and they were like, it was a family. I don't know. Like, it's always sort of framed very past tense because it is, but I'm also getting died in the house past tense. So you obviously haven't looked into the records or no. gone to the point of bringing a psychic in or anything. No. But okay. No. Would you? Um, I would if it became an issue for sure. All this land used to be horse farming and or, or like farms that horses lived on because I guess you don't farm a horse. I can't. I mean, the Indiana in me is so embarrassed that I but it was like farmland that horses lived on. So some shit definitely happened here. You know, like there's definitely horse bones. Our backyard is Coyote Studio 54. Like, I will come down and there'll be five coyotes in my backyard in, like, broad daylight. And I'm looking at them and they're like, what, bitch? And it's like, I live here. And they're like, we live here, bitch. So it's like, there's a lot of, like, different things. And, like, we're we're at the very end. So we have no neighbors to our left. And there's a steep hill that comes up to it. And there's... Um, bottles and trash, but no one lives there. Um, so what do you think about ghosts? And, you know, just broadly speaking, do you believe in this kind of a thing? Yes, I absolutely believe in ghosts. Um, I was raised Irish Catholic. There it is. So, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, like Irish Catholic is like barely religious. Like it's truly, <laughs> we're just there so people can see us and then we're leaving immediately. Um, but there is something like when you're raised going to church, it's like, oh, well, these are all dead people. So it's like, they're all ghosts. The the, the greatest ghost story of all time is Jesus rising from the dead on the third day. And, and I was raised to just believe like, yes, that happened. And so you're entering in the world being like, Anything's possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, P.S., like, some girl just had, like, basically a ghost come visit her. Somehow she got pregnant from it. Right. And then, like, gave birth to, like, a baby that could do magic tricks. Yeah. Basically. And we're all just like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Someone was doing jokes about um Joseph, Mary's husband, and they were different. Than, but I was like, I've always wondered what Joseph thought. Like, he was just like, yeah, she got knocked up and she said she didn't have sex with anybody. And yeah. it's like, 
Joseph, that's a first. That's never happened. And it still has never happened, Joseph, just so you know. If we had a friend that was like, yeah, my partner is pregnant and they said they didn't have sex with anyone, we'd be like, no, that's like fundamentally impossible. And and Joseph said, yes, and now we're in a barn and I'm going to raise him as my own. Yeah. Just like the most loving stepfather of all time. Good for him. It actually did recently happen with, God, what was the kind of animal? It was an animal of some sort that had a pregnancy without a partner. Was it an alligator or something like that? It happens very rarely, but it does. Wow. It does not happen with humans, though. Modern women, we can <laughs> we can do it all. Say, I don't even need you. I'll make my own baby. <laughs> so have you ever seen a ghost yourself? So I was in a sorority, and it was very much rumored that we had a ghost. Okay. And I texted my like some of my friends before this, and I was like, what was that bitch's name? <laughs> Her name was Anne Hasty. Anne Hasty. First and last name. Good for Anne Hasty. So what's the legend of Anne Hasty? We were talking about this, and I'm like, did we make all of it? Like, you know, when you're like, were these details we added or were these passed down? The house I lived in, like a very sort of quintessential stereotypical sorority house. It was over a hundred years old, big pillars. Um, 90 girls lived in. Oh my God. Yes. Where was this? Um, in West Lafayette, Indiana at Purdue University. Right. Okay. So I lived in a house with 90 other women, which is way more terrifying than a ghost could ever be. And there's this very strange phenomenon there where the top floor, the attic, is called cold air. And it's just a bunch of bunk beds, 30 bunk beds. So 60 girls are sleeping in one room and the windows are open year round to try and cut down on disease. It's like a theory <laughs> that I think comes from like the 1930s. Yeah. It was like to counteract tuberculosis. Yes. And it's like, we've overcome, you know, like tuberculosis. I think we've, I've, I'm not, I'm knocking on wood as you know, we emerged from a pandemic. I don't know it's coming back in my um, I hated sleeping in cold air, but I believe the legend is that she left cold air one night and the windows were big and it was like so dark. She fell to her death out of the top window. Oh, my God. Was she a sorority girl? She was. And the really um, I think the thing that made this even creepier is that who's the killer that everyone thinks was hot, but like wasn't that hot. Jeffrey Dahmer. No, he ate the kids, right? Um, the one that was like, oh, he's like charismatic. Oh, I don't. Know. Ted Bundy. Yes, Ted Bundy. When you see him, you're like, he's fine. Yeah. You know, it's not getting his van worthy. So Ted Bundy murdered Kyle Omegas, and that's the sorority that I was in. Now, not at my school, but it was still very, very frightening. And whenever you would like tell someone you were a Kyo, they'd be like, that's who Ted. And you're like, I know. And so it was already kind of eerie. And then to add to it, we're in this old ass house. And for some reason, we all think we saw her. Um, we all like think we felt her that she was a spirit around us. There's sort of like secret rooms and secret passages and secret passageways in this house. So it felt very ripe for this type of legend to kind of like get out of control. I always imagined her to be in like a white nightgown. Yes. 
And I don't even know, she may have been like a nude sleeper. She may have just been, you know, in her petticoat or whatever, whatever the gals were doing to get comfortable. But yeah, we all think we saw like a woman in a white nightgown that we did not know. Well, and statistically speaking, if 90 women can live there and a hundred years of that, someone had to die at some point. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, statistically speaking, you may have just seen one of your own sorority sisters and white girls all look the same, you know? <laughs> it could be that. I've been like, is that Anne Haster or is that my friend Katie? <laughs> You're like, wait, does she live here? There's so many of you. I don't even know. <laughs> um, hey, I was thinking, because you're a sports fan, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that's not my thing, per se, but... One thing I know about sports is this idea of curses. Yeah. There's a lot of sports fans and <clears throat> athletes themselves that are really like, they believe in curses. Do you believe yes. in that sort of a thing? I do. I'm extremely superstitious when it comes to sports. Probably the most famous curse was the curse of the Billy Goat. That was the Chicago Cubs curse, which was broken. I believe they won in 2015. They won the World Series finally after over 100 years of being cursed. A man tried to bring his goat to Wrigley Field and like, I think it was like 1909 or 1908 when it's like a goat is man's best friend. So he tried to bring his goat to Wrigley Field and they would not <laughs> let the goat in. And so the legend goes that the man put a curse of the Billy Goat on the Chicago Cubs. See, I had no <laughs> clue until I did some Googling that there's a lot of of things like that. Like, I thought it was just like one of these things that people say, like the Kennedys or whatever, where it's just like, oh, a lot of bad things happen, so they must be cursed. But I didn't know that there was like origin stories to some of these. Yes, absolutely. There's this one I was looking up. Mm -hmm. um, It's on ESPN.com, reliable source. (laughs) Um, Okay, there's a couple that were like this. One of them was the Superdome, where the New Orleans Saints play. Yeah. It says it was built on a 19th century graveyard. The team was unable to win a single playoff game for the first 33 years of existence. So they started thinking that it was cursed. Mm -hmm. And they actually had a a voodoo ritual led by Mm -hmm. a priestess. She came in with a snake. They had drummers. They had dancers. She did a whole ceremony on the field. The whole thing was to honor the spirits that were once there. And then after that, the saints beat the Rams 31 to 28. Yeah. I mean, that's also so New Orleans, you know, like Louisiana, New Orleans. They've got like the most fun ghost stories, I think. The Superdome is probably, in my opinion, like the worst history stadium of any of them. Now, Dodger Stadium is built on ground that they kicked mostly Mexican families out of their homes to build the stadium. Mm-hmm. But they have won the World Series. So it's like, I, and maybe they didn't put the curse on them. The Superdome then went on to be like the number one place people were housed during Katrina. <sighs> Right. So there was a lot of very violent crime that happened inside of the Superdome. And then they just like went back to playing football in there. Like thousands of people died. It's Titanic level of deaths that occurred in that building. God, so interesting. I had no clue that so many stadiums are haunted. Mm -hmm. And then there was one I was reading about with, um, oh, God. 
I'm bad with this. I want to say it was the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. Yeah. They were making a new stadium and somebody, a construction worker, hid a jersey from whatever their team is that they're not friends with. Probably the Mets or maybe the Red Sox. I think it was that one. Yeah, they hate the Red Sox. So the construction worker, I guess this was a whole story. The construction worker buried one of their jerseys in the cement of the new stadium. And then people were like, he put a curse on us. Yeah. Here's the thing about sports fans. We're mostly very dumb. And we're <laughs> we're super reactionary. We believe anything. And then we're also very quick to blame something that doesn't make it anyone's fault outside of the organization we love. Right. So it's like, oh, if the Yankees aren't winning, we got to blame the Red Sox. Yeah. Are you a soccer person? Not really, but like when I see the guys, I'm like, they're so hot. So I go in and out, but it's just, I really like scoring. And sometimes it's like one zero. And I'm like, that's just really not enough for me. Yeah, no, I get that. But there was, okay, so in 1969, the Australian men's soccer team, nicknamed the Socceroos, which I guess is real, the Socceroos. Oh, you'd be shocked by names of teams. So they were favored to beat Rhodesia, now Zimbabwe. The team was locked in a one-to-one series draw, and they needed a third game. So the Socceroos were determined to do whatever it took to guarantee the victory, and they reportedly enlisted a local shaman for help, asking the shaman to put a curse on their opponents. The team won its next game 3-1, to one, but they failed to pay the shaman for his services. <gasps> That's the, like, one person you must pay. You have to pay your shamans. Everyone listening to this, pay your shamans. I would say tip. Oh, Give them a little extra. 25% minimum. You got to ensure that the curse is (laughs) solid. So as the story goes, the curse was then reversed and put back onto the Australians because (laughs) the shaman was like, bitch, better have my money. Good. And it said that from the moment that he put the curse on, everything went wrong for the team. The Socceroos qualified for just one World Cup over the next 32 years and suffered a series of devastating losses. Um, And then in the 2000s, there was a guy, um, a TV personality that reversed the curse by being joined by two shamans. Wow. And I guess after he reversed the curse, uh, they went back to winning. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I think all professional teams have a chaplain. Or, like, have right. a priest that's on staff uh-huh. that, like, prays with them. Or, like, you know, these men can't just, like, go to regular therapy. So they need to go talk to <laughs> a priest who's truly never had sex with a woman or had millions of dollars. But it's like, yep, this is who we seek advice from. So I wonder if any—I wonder ever if, like, a team wanted to bring in someone of the spiritual realm and a chaplain was like, no, nah, I'm shutting that down. Yeah. I could see that. I could absolutely see that. But it's also like a karma thing, I feel like, with that story, where it's like, me personally, I don't think that you should, like, wish bad on people. Like, I think... That's nice of you. I could see karmically where it could come back at you. Yeah. Because you tried to pay someone to basically sort of harm somebody else. Yeah. 
I'm a huge believer in karma and, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you want done to you. I would say one thing that's really kind of shook my belief system in karma is being in show business. <laughs> you do see some terrible people with great lives. Oh, and there's no rhyme or reason. And you go, maybe the cream doesn't always <laughs> rise. There's this other curse that I thought was kind of funny in the absurdity of it. The Madden... Uh, video game oh, yeah. curse. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Is this one that they talk about in the sports community? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> Madden is the NFL video game, uh-huh. and it's sort of regarded as I'm not. A, I'm not a gamer, but people love it, and it's got great graphics and blah 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 blah. And there is a massive curse that once a player has been on the cover, and they're not just throwing like random players on the cover. It's usually whoever the best player was the year before or someone who's like really on the rise. I mean, it's a star. They're putting stars on the cover. Uh They go on to have a terrible season or suffer a brutal injury. And so it's gotten to the point where they will show like the Madden cover will be released and it'll be Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback and Bills fans are like, get him off the cover. Like it's an honor that no one wants. (laughs) Yeah. So it says that um, since 1998, when the first player was on it, who was this Garrison Hurst? I don't know that dude. Well, because he was on it and then he suffered a gruesome ankle injury in a playoff game. And that was the first of a series of injuries and poor seasons that seemed to strike players appearing on the cover. It says 16 to 22 players selected to appear on the cover through 2021 subsequently suffered terrible or shortened seasons, according to History.com here. And then there was this fella, Ladanian Tomlinson? Yes. Yeah. He turned down the cover. Yes. In 2008. Eight, and he was replaced by quarterback Vince Young of the Tennessee Titans, and he endured a quadriceps injury and threw nearly twice as many interceptions as touchdowns. And was, like, kind of never the same. LaDainian Tomlinson was a running back. I used to work at the NFL, and on game days, we would have really good food in the green room. And once he stared at me while I cleared all of the meat off of a chicken wing. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun fact about him. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, can I show you a, a haunted eBay doll? Yes, please. All right. It's time for a segment I like to call The Dolls Are Living. <laughs> so here's what I do. I go to eBay or anywhere on the Internet where fine, very real objects are sold. And I find a haunted doll. We're going to take a look. And the great news about these dolls is that they usually come with their own backstory. So I would like for you to meet Tabitha. (gasps) (laughs) I mean, okay, like reaction one is not an attractive doll. (laughs) Tabitha is a baby with a bonnet on. I'm convinced that she's like a grown man, like, criminal that's, like, posing as a baby and, yeah. like, with, like, a fake body, and it's just, like, his head is in the baby where the head should be. Like, usually dolls, even if they're creepy, you're like, oh, the features are cute, and it's like, this nose is bad. <laughs> she's, like, she's got zero lips. Like, it's just, like, lips. a line. Yeah. Um, Her lashes look like 
a girl who's like on Bachelor in Paradise and on like week two of the lash extension and like the ocean has ripped a lot of them out. Oh, yes. She's got rockabilly eyebrows. Like it's not (laughs) it's not a cute doll. (laughs) Yeah, this poor thing. And I mean, maybe that's a reason to buy her. Maybe that's why she's so scary and haunted is because what she really needs is a makeover. She also looks like a bitch. Like she has resting baby bitch face. She does not look friendly at all. So she's currently going for $20. Okay. So she's a discount diva. $31. You could buy it now. She has zero bids on her, if you can believe it. Mm. No, I'm sad for her. Well, let me read you what it says about Tabitha. It says, Tabitha, the haunted doll, is an eerie and enigmatic presence that sends shivers down the spines of those who encounter her. With her porcelain complexion and once playful demeanor, she now exudes a chilling aura that lingers in the air. Tabitha's eyes, once bright and sparkling, now hold an unsettling gaze that seems to follow your every move. Legends surround Tabitha with whispered tales of her mysterious origins and the dark energy that surrounds her. It is said that she was once a cherished companion, but a tragic event imbued her with a malevolent spirit. Now she inhabits a realm between the living and the supernatural, haunting her surroundings with unexplained phenomena. It keeps going and going with basically... Someone wrote this on eBay? All of it. This must be a striking writer. Where they're like, listen, <laughs> my screenplay is dead. I'm gonna... Because it's kind of the, the tale and a little bit of the look of that villain doll from one of the Toy Stories. <gasps> yes. This is a Pixar script that wasn't bought. Right? The stories of Tabitha are cautionary tales. Warning. Tabitha's got a one sheet. (laughs) This is totally a little pitch deck. Uh, Warning against the dangers of tampering with the unknown. Some believe that those who possess her are cursed, forever bound to her haunting influence. (laughs) Well, of course there's no bids. They're saying if you buy it, you're cursed. I don't understand. That's why, to me... It would be less ethical, but I would be like, she's great. She's not haunted. She's just like, she's an antique worth a lot. And we'll just, yeah. we just want to sell her for a dollar just because we feel like. Yeah, I'd say she was like the Lindbergh baby. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, we like depicted this after a famous baby. <gasps> you know what I just remembered? Why? I saw a black cat this morning. Well, you said you are superstitious. Well, you are with sports. It didn't cross my path. Because that's the really bad. But a black cat has crossed my path in the last six months, and I was not pleased. Are you superstitious just in life? Yeah. Care to share? I always knock on wood. When I spill the salt, it goes over the shoulder. You know, sort of like the the quirks. Yeah. Do you have anything like that that you do before you perform? Mm, like a glass of wine? Not really. I Because I try and be like, I, with stand-up, I try and be like, I am in control. Yeah. You know, like, I cannot leave this up to the gods because they may be unkind to me or, you know. <laughs> they might not like that joke. Right. Joan Rivers may smile down and say, no, not today, bitch. <laughs> um, can I play you some ghost voices? Please. It's time for EVPs. Or Evie, please. What I do, I go to YouTube, TikTok, wherever. I find electronic voice phenomenons. 
EVPs. These are alleged ghost voices that people believe they've captured a ghost saying something. And I got two of them here for you. And I want you to tell me what you're hearing this ghost say. So this first one is from Donna Boyle Medium on YouTube. Okay. So I'm assuming that Donna Boyle speaks to the dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is this, this dead person saying back to Donna Boyle? It's real quick. Could you hear that? Uh-huh. Okay, let me play it again. <laughs> I mean, it could be, I wish we had like the CSI technology to like slow it down because it could be like up here. It could also be someone's name. It could also just be Donna Boyle playing a fucking trick on us. Well, here's some options. A, I'm horny. B, Uncle Harry. C, I'm worried. Or D, it's just Donna Boyle playing a trick on us. Can I hear it one more time? Yes. I mean, I'm horny is the thing it sounds the most like. <laughs> she believes it's Uncle Harry. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay, Donna. Okay, girl. Do you have an Uncle Harry? Like, who is Uncle Harry? I kind of hear it. Wait, okay, now that we know that, here we go. Let's tune in. Of course, of course. But it's sort of like when you're Ouija boarding and you're like, it spelled out my birthday. It's like, you know, are we leading it or are we being led? Right, right. Well, that's why I like to not have too much context and just try to listen and see if we can hear it mm -hmm. without, you know, the options first. Like, that wouldn't be fun. Right. Okay, so let's see this next one. This one is from... Manny Patsy, 8293. What is this one saying? This is more of a whisper. Jesus? <gasps> Jesus. Jesus or Cheez-Its? Definitely Cheez-Its. I mean, now I am hearing Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. <laughs> is it A, who is this? Mm. B, Give me a kiss. C, sorry, sis. Or <laughs> D, girl, I'm pissed. Okay, one more time. All right. I think it's Jesus. They believe it is, who is this? No. Mm -mm. I hear a J. I hear a J sound. It could be Jesus. The video is a cute little girl, maybe this person's daughter or something, just like sitting in a chair. And then you just hear like a voice say that, whisper it right by the camera. And they believe it is, who is this? Mm. Um, okay, let's do one last thing, Megan Gailey. Okay. I'm just going to list off some unexplained phenomena. And I want you to tell me if you believe in it, if you have a story about it, just anything that comes to mind. Okay, great. Um, okay, you grew up Catholic. What do you think of demons? Do you believe in that sort of a thing still or currently? <sighs> the world is filled with so many demons that I find it hard to believe there's like a spirit worse than Ted Cruz. <laughs> So it's like, yes, I believe in demons, but I believe they walk amongst us. And most of them are in Congress. Okay. But you don't think that there's like a supernatural thing that could possess a human or... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I do believe that. But like, you know, like Rasputin. Like, I fully think Rasputin was doing some crazy stuff. But like, 
I don't know, this concept of like, we go down into hell. That's murky for me, but I absolutely believe in demons. But I think, I think demons are with us. Okay. What about psychics? Yes, totally. Have you been? Oh, yeah. I love a psychic. How does that go for you? Have you had like accurate readings? I have. I've also had ones that like are probably not that accurate, but vague enough that I'm like, yes, that works. I also went to a woman who was fully nuts um, and really expensive. So it's like I've run the gamut. But once I was like on kind of a I went to visit a guy in New Orleans and we stopped at a psychic and we were dating and I was asking her about like, you know, romance stuff. And I was like, is this the guy? And she was like, oh, no. And she was right. So I do believe in them. Okay. Sometimes the best ones you can find are just like a $15 for 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, who's to say super expensive means that you're more accurate every time? I don't know. Mm -mm. I'm into it. I've literally been to over 100 psychics in my life. Wow. I love them. Yeah. A lot of Real Housewives have like their (gasps) go-to. Like they're like, this is my gal. They've had them on the show. And that's really fascinating when like you get enough money to be like, I have an like an in-house psychic. And I want that. And in some ways, I feel like I kind of have that because I've been to certain psychics so many times that I'm like, that's my psychic. Mm-hmm. But are you a Beverly Hills person? Yes. Okay, so yes. that iconic scene from early on, Alison Dubois, the e-cigarette smoking psychic that predicted that Kyle Richards would never be emotionally fulfilled by her husband, Maurizio. True. And people were like, there's no way. They are the Hollywood it couple when it comes to these housewives. They're the ones that will make it to the end. And then they just split up. And now people are like, Alison Dubois was right. And apparently the show Medium was based on Alison Dubois. Right. And that must be really tough for her to sit there and deal with people. I mean, she also seemed awful in that episode. I'm not going to lie. She's really leaning into like this moment again. And it's like, you predicted a couple in L.A. wasn't happy. (laughs) You didn't really go out on a limb there, Dubois. But I love that she has like a French name and is fully just a regular sounding bitch from Kansas City. (laughs) Dubois. Dubois. So what do you think about Bigfoot? Real? I think so. Why would you say that? Because, like, it doesn't seem that out of the ordinary or that far-fetched that there is some sort of animal that we just can't spot or identify. Like, the world is just so big that I'm sure Bigfoot could elude us. Now, do I care about Bigfoot? No. (laughs) But, like, if you brought me a photo and we're like, oh, this, you know, drunk guy was hunting and found... Bigfoot, I'd go, yeah, I believe it. You know what's so funny is you saying that is something that I have been saying a lot about so many things the past few years. Yeah. As more and more pressing, serious issues have come up in life where I'm like, 
that is not something that I care about or don't care about. It doesn't really like I mm-hmm. what it comes down to is certain things. I'm like, I just don't care. Like yeah. someone else could deal with that. Yes. I got other things I'm looking for right now. Um, and it's not including Bigfoot. <laughs> Go off and do that. Everybody needs a cause. Bigfoot is not mine. Exactly. I also think that like the last few years have shown us that like anything can happen, you know, like yeah. mostly for bad, also for good in some ways. My whole body ripped open and a, and a baby came out. Like I grew a baby and then he came out of me mm-hmm. and that's less crazier than Bigfoot. Yeah. Um. What about UFOs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some people think that they have been abducted by aliens, but what they actually are remembering is their birth. Really? I don't know. Someone told me that. <laughs> and I think it was my nanny. <laughs> I think my nanny told me that. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, I think UFOs for sure. So if you currently, you could take your child, you could take your husband, and they came down and they're like, listen, it's better where we're at. Trust us. Would you go? No. Okay. I would go visit. You know, I do a walkthrough like it's a school. Right. <laughs> I'd want to meet some residents. Uh-huh. I'm not just blindly taking my whole... F- I'm like, listen, I just brought property here. Also, I'm 37. Like, I've already lived a lot of places. I don't know that I can start a new life in a new galaxy. Exactly. I'm a Midwesterner in LA. Like, that already feels like I'm an alien. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, space seems douchey right now. Um, It's really only the billionaires that have gone that I'm like, I would almost like see who's going to and go, that's my crew or I'm happy right here. Exactly. So what about past lives? Last one. Do you believe in past lives? A thousand percent. Really? Yes. I used to believe and now I've, you know, sort of softened on it that I died on an escalator in a past life. Because you're scared of them or what? Yep. Because I was really scared of them. That's me with snakes. Well, snakes are terrifying. I think I was eaten alive by a snake or something. (gasps) Or bitten by one or something. Because I'm so deathly afraid of snakes. Wow. I absolutely believe in in past lives. I'd also like to throw in, I believe, in the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, okay. Why? Sort of Bigfooty again. If we've learned anything about the ocean in the last bit, She's a bitch. Like, she's so big. Mm -hmm. I think that the animals, especially the aquatic animals, might be what ends us. Um, Because the whales are justifiably pissed. And the ocean is just so vast and so crazy. We know less about the ocean than we know about space. I think there's a lot of deep, dark corners and things happening in the ocean that we have no idea about. Yeah, which could be aliens. Interesting. People always think that aliens are coming from above. Wow. I think that they could be in the ocean. And there are certain places, even like Lake Michigan, people believe that they see lights underneath the water. One of my mom's friends says she's seen it. According to my mom, she's seen lights underneath as if there's something going on down there. Well, and ghosts definitely live in water. One of my favorite movies is What Lies Beneath. Oh, my God. You know, the ghosts are in the water. Definitely. That is so scary to think about. Yeah. When you think about, you know, people die in the water. Yeah. And you could encounter them. You could be in the ocean and someone could grab your foot. I grew up on a lake and the lake, it was a reservoir, actually. The reservoir used to be a town. (laughs) 
And the legend is one day they said, everybody get out of the town. And then they flooded the town and made it a reservoir. Wait, is it like a famous haunted place? Because there is one like that. No. No? I don't think so. Okay. But when the water got low enough, you could see a church steeple. That's what we always said. I have heard about something like this. I wonder if that's the one I've heard about. Um, That's terrifying. Yeah. Before we leave, is there any last ghost-related spooky stories you have? I would just like to say that I am a friend of ghosts Uh and that I am not mad at any of you. I hope you're not mad at me. If you need to be around me, I hope you come in peace because I come in peace to you. That is so sweet. Because for some reason, a lot of people aren't that way. And I get it because they're scary. So I think that people have a lot of different reactions to being terrified. Some of them, you know, yell or call them names or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, if you tell them, like, I'm not going to hurt you, then it should be fine. But I have been known a time or two to be like, listen, if there's anyone here and you're trying to scare me, I have a whole drawer of shit I could light that would smoke you out and you'd never come back. So enjoy it. Be nice here. If you want to stay a ghost, be nice. Well, I mean, I have never threatened them, but now that I have a child, I may may come to. I also think like salt works. I'm sure it doesn't, but when in doubt, I'll just make a circle of salt to run myself. There you go. Um, Hey, where can people find you? What do you got going on? I would love for people to listen to the podcast you mentioned at the top. I love my kid, but um, zero advice uh, parenting podcast. We mostly have laughs and talk shit about how hard it is to be a parent. And then I have a sports podcast called Megan Fun of Sports. And I'm going to be on the road this fall. So you can follow me at Better Megan Gailey on Instagram. And I will have all of those dates and ticket links. Amazing. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much to Megan Gailey. Ooh, that was fun. Oh, I've missed talking to comedians. Guys, I love you so much. Thanks for listening and doing all those things, seeing me live and following me and watching the TV show I'm on. You guys have been so supportive. And I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at rozhernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at itsrozhernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. 
Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.